no matter where you were last night, we are trashy people. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of trashy. In my household, there's uh, two of us and a cat. And between the two of us and a cat, we produce at least one big garbage bag of trash a day. Now my housemate, he has the job for all the yard work. I have the job for the indoor stuff. And it's amazing how much trash we can produce. We're trashy. <laughs> I guess that's part of what it means to live in our world today. And some of the trash that piles up includes, you know, even just like an ordinary Kleenex box like this. Now, what do you do with trash other than throw it away? Well, I discovered that this Kleenex box could be repurposed. That another purpose could be derived from this box. And guess what that purpose is? It holds trash bags. <laughs> so trash can be used to collect trash. Now, teachers, they can come up with all kinds of ideas for these boxes. They can turn them into vases. And, you know, if you're a parent, your child's always bringing home stuff that at one time was one thing and is now something else. But I've done a little bit of research on what's being done with trash these days. And these plastic bags that just pile up everywhere, they are now being used. They're transformed somehow, and they're being used to make decks behind someone's house. They're, they're like decks, they don't weather, they're durable. It, it's amazing how this kind of stuff can be transformed. How something that served one purpose can serve a new purpose. Now again, my, my housemate is amazing and I talked with him about how he repurposes things. He's always watching those home remodeling shows and those makeover shows. I took a trip one time and I had this blank wall in my house that was incredibly ugly. While I was out of town for about two weeks, John went to work. When I came back, he had taken seagrass and bird feathers and lighting and transformed this wall into something amazing. I had this really shabby bathroom downstairs. It was just a place you really didn't even want to be, even if you really had to go. <laughs> but it was there. When I came back, John had taken curtains and paintings and all this and transformed this bathroom into an oasis. Now it served a dual purpose, a place to go, but also a place to go to kind of relax. It was like a spa. <laughs> the term that's being used for this on these home decor shows and stuff is repurposing. I had not used that, heard that term until I talked with John. Repurposing. How God can take something and repurpose it into something else. In other words, in God's world, there is no such thing as trash. And there are no people who are trash. God repurposes ordinary things and ordinary people. And this is exactly what's happening in today's scripture. In today's scripture, we see Saul. When the scripture opens, he has one purpose. It's to go to Damascus and round up all the Christians and arrest them and take them back into Jerusalem for trial. That's his purpose. But on the road to Damascus, 
Paul is struck by this light from heaven. It is a repurposing moment for him. He is knocked to the ground and he is blinded. While he's on the ground, he hears this voice that says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is the voice of God. As Saul begins to listen to that voice, he begins to realize that he was blinded for a purpose. That which would seem devastating, blindness, had a purpose. The purpose was to help him to see in new ways and also hear in new ways. Those with him on the journey take Saul to Damascus. And there in Damascus, another person also hears a repurposing voice from God. It's Ananias. Now, Ananias has heard who Saul is, that Saul is out to persecute and kill Christians, and yet God is telling Ananias to go and see Saul. Now, imagine what's going through Ananias' mind. He's thinking, what purpose could there be in that other than to get me arrested? There are these powerful moments in this scripture when it's hard to imagine what God is up to. Because to our limited vision and limited hearing, it doesn't seem to make sense. I mean, when Saul is struck blind on the road to Damascus and knocked to his feet, and the voice from heaven says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? What do you think is going through Saul's mind at that moment? He's probably thinking, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> in fact, if God has the power to knock me to the ground and blind me, and speak to me from the heavens like this, God's probably going to trash me. God's going to get me. But it's not what happens. Instead, Saul and Ananias and those who journeyed with Saul listened to the voice, responded to instructions from God that didn't seem to make sense. And all of this begins to work together into a greater, amazing purpose that no one could imagine. All this stuff making no sense is getting formed into a purpose that makes sense. In fact, it's all so powerful that the moment is marked by the change of Saul's name. Even his name is repurposed. It's repurposed from Saul to Paul, who goes on to become the most famous missionary in extending the Christian message. It's an amazing story. When something happens in your life that doesn't make sense, when it seems like there's something in your life that nobody could use, God couldn't use, remember the story of Saul. It's a story of how all of life can be repurposed in powerful ways. A little bit about this amazing story and how it applies to us. The good news of this story is that nothing is wasted by God. Every strength, talent, insight, and experience we have whether secular or sacred, rough or smooth, bad or good, can be something for God to use. God does not trash the raw materials of the lives we have lived, but instead repurposes them into something new. Therefore, we should not beat ourselves up over selfish choices 
and destructive decisions. God does not want our regrets. Instead, God wants all the stuff of our lives, both the messy and the miraculous. And who is to say the messy stuff cannot become miraculous stuff? Today's scripture is an invitation to repurposed living. For some, this will mean repurposing a skill for administration into service on our board of directors. For others, it may mean taking the pain of an unhappy childhood and repurposing it into Resurrection's youth ministry. God does not waste anything or anyone. I have some good news today that's so important, I'm going to state it three times. You have never made a mistake. You have never made a mistake. You have never made a mistake that God can't transform into a miracle. You have never made a mess that cannot be remade by God. How amazing is that? That's the kind of God we have. A God who takes our messes, our mistakes, and turns them into miracles. So the good news is we have never made a mistake that God can't repurpose. Now do we really believe that? Is it possible that there is something awful, messy, that God can't use? Well, take John Newton, for example. Some centuries ago, he was a slave trader. He was bargaining with human flesh. As he was drawing people into the slave trade, he was taking God's purpose for them and misusing it. But there came a point where, like Saul, he saw truth in a new way. He looked and saw the depravity of what he was doing in taking human beings and turning them into slaves and trading them and beating them. And he saw the devastation. And he wrote a song that most of us have memorized. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. When we sing that song today, we oftentimes change one word. We change the word wretch to soul. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a soul like me. But when he wrote the song, he used the word wretch because that is who he believed he was because how he was treating people. What's amazing is that God takes the wretchedness and turns it into righteousness. And what is righteousness? It's right usedness. It means being used for the right purpose, given for the right purpose. That song, Amazing Grace, is a testimony to repurposing. Or think back to last October, 2006. Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. A killer goes into a schoolroom and begins to kill Amish schoolgirls. How could God use that? 
How could God take something that devastating and turn it into a miracle? Well, listen to the testimony of one of the firefighters who was on that scene, part of the emergency team. Um, Listen to this testimony. It's the love, the forgiveness, the heartfelt forgiveness the Amish have toward the family of Charles Roberts. I broke down and cried seeing it displayed. And Marie Roberts, his wife, she was absolutely deeply moved by just the love shown. God took that awful situation and through the Amish turned it into a scene of forgiveness. Over half the people at the funeral of the killer were those who were impacted by that killer's acts. In many ways, last October, through the witness of the Amish, what it means to be Christian was redefined for even Christians. A repurposing. The events of this week are still too fresh to begin to make sense of them what happened at Virginia Tech but listen and watch we're going to see how God is going to take even this situation of this week and somehow repurpose it for new understandings maybe it will lead to an overhaul of the health care system maybe we will see forgiveness redefined again But watch, even this week is going to be transformed and repurposed for God's ultimate and greater good. I don't believe God willed what happened in Lancaster County. I don't believe God willed what happened this week. I don't think our God wills that kind of stuff. I don't think God wills death and devastation. But God can take death and devastation and murder and repurpose it into something amazing. That's the kind of God we have. Powerful symbols of that. The way that ordinary stuff becomes miraculous stuff. And every time I look at an AIDS quilt, I see that truth lived out. AIDS quilts are made of the stuff of people's lives to remember them as they've gone on. And one of our our members have made AIDS quilts and have seen purpose redefined but we have a mother here today whose son died of AIDS in 1989 who made an AIDS quilt for her son Winifred could you stand for just a moment tell me a little bit about the AIDS quilt that you made for your son Andy okay the AIDS quilt I made for him was in his favorite color which was aqua and um, let's see I had a big Texas map on it and a dot for his and I had his name, Andy Boyd, and um, his birth and death date. And, but most important on it was, I love you, to show how much I loved him and how much love I put into the quilt. And so others um, could feel that love, too. Tell me a little bit about what happened um, in your heart as you made this quilt. What did God do in you? Wow. Hmm. God filled me with love to help me make this quilt because I don't sew and, um, and I did things I didn't think I could do making this quilt because I'm just not, like I said, 
I don't sew, I don't do those kind of things. And God gave me love, gave, God gave me spirit. God wanted me to share his life with others. Right. None of us have made a mistake that God cannot turn into a miracle. And in God's world, there is no such thing as trash. It can all be repurposed. Repurposed for new vision. Repurposed for new life. And repurposed to the very heart of love. Amen and amen.